mineral isn't studied in the U.S., does that mean it isn't important? As we learned in a previous episode, sometimes American doctors and researchers resist giving credence to studies conducted abroad. This certainly appears to be the case with the mineral magnesium. Magnesium is integral to as many as 800 enzyme reactions in the body, yet very few modern people get enough of it. Dr. Carolyn Dean, author of The Magnesium Miracle, joins us today to discuss how she first discovered the power of this miracle nutrient and the broad range of health complaints supplementation can address. Coming up next on the Nutrition Heretic Podcast. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. If you're still confused about what to eat and not getting the results you thought you'd get by going organic, go to nutritionheretic.com and download the shit list of seven health foods to avoid like the plague for free. The shit list details what health food companies want you to believe about the crap they peddle and why the real foods they're meant to replace are far better. Stop letting big health food dump all over you and download the shit list today. Fat is bad for you. I just pop a pill and I'm fine. Meat is murder. (laughs) It's time for bad food punishment. It's time for real nourishment. It's time for the nutrition heretic. The following program is provided as information only and may not be construed as medical or health advice. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. No action or inaction should be taken solely on the basis of the information provided here. Please consult with a licensed healthcare professional or doctor on any matter relating to your health and well-being. Welcome to the Nutrition Heretic Podcast. This is Adrienne Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic, and we're back because we were taking a little bit of a, a of a break. And I know that we had episodes of uh, a lot of different things coming out over the past few months, but um, yeah, we're we're back in in full force again. So, uh, what I wanted to uh, talk about is, uh, I think you guys know that I wrote a book called Drowning in Eight Glasses, and a lot of people misunderstood that the point of the book was don't drink eight glasses of water. And it's, and it's not necessarily that, uh, what it is, is that I believe of that water is a mineral delivery system. It, and most people look at it for its calorie free aspect or the fact that it doesn't have sugar in it, which is good. You know, it doesn't have sugar. Um, but what's ending up happening is that a lot of people are drinking water that is completely stripped of minerals and minerals in my opinion are the source of life in many ways and when we talk about you know the salt in our tears and um, you know our body's made up of so much water it's all carrying minerals that's why you know so many people feel so much better when they go into the ocean and they soak up all those ocean minerals uh so i was feeling I think I told you guys about an accident that I had now going on 16 years ago. And it left me in this kind of adrenal 
tailspin where just nothing has been 100% right ever since. And I started doing some research into magnesium because I know that magnesium is uh, the opposite, let's say, or the balancing factor for calcium. And way too many people are supplementing with calcium and not getting enough magnesium. But there were certain things, some joint aches and and things that were pointing to magnesium as a possibility. So I, I went out and I got some magnesium oil and I was told, you can spray it on your armpits. Don't do that. It is painful. Uh, it was it was worse than childbirth, I have to say. So um, <laughs> with that, I have the magnesium expert on the line with me and she's she's laughing at me because she's probably heard this before. <laughs> Our guest heretic today is Carolyn Dean. She is a medical doctor. She's a naturopathic doctor and she's the author of The Magnesium Miracle. Welcome to the show. Oh, Adrian, what an awesome introduction. My gosh. So what? You shaved your armpits and then immediately sprayed the magnesium on it? No, I just sprayed it. Oh, my God. And, it bur- and they say that when it burns, that means that you're deficient. So I'm like, oh, my God, am I really that deficient, that, deficient. that this would, you know, like, I mean, it was... It would knock a prize fighter down. I mean, <laughs> it was, just, it was oh, that's amazing. No, I really haven't heard that. But uh, one of the, the know, most I, unpleasant experiences <laughs> of my life. Yeah. Well, magnesium oil, it isn't even an oil. Right. It's, it's basically a magnesium chloride that's super saturated into distilled water. Okay. So you just keep, you know, stirring up magnesium chloride crystals in this water until the crystals start to precipitate out. So then you back off a bit and then, you know, you slather that on your body. And yes, at a, at a certain point in time, I had to use a lot of magnesium oil for my magnesium deficiency symptoms. And yeah, I was getting rashes and burns and, you know, there are ways around that, but, but I agree it's, it's really quite concentrated. And, but, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier, I think you, you said some pretty awesome things. Cause yeah, Yes, water is a mineral delivery system, and I don't know how much you've read of my work, but I want people to drink enough water with unrefined sea salt in it exactly. to start getting their minerals because you, we have no idea what's being done to water. Maybe the central processing plant is stripping it of, they're trying to get out chemicals and, and, and you know, organisms and all the rest of it, exactly. but they're taking the minerals out as well. Right. And you then, you know, and just by default, you know, a lot of people, you end up on the road, you run out of your own water, you buy some Dasani or whatever bottled water, and they, that is clearly stripped of minerals mm-hmm. um you know except for a few th- things that they add back for taste mm-hmm. uh you know it's not the um the balance of minerals that you would expect in real water right right and when you hear about long-lived societies often that's uh, you know in the mountains where after the ice melts and and the 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 ice is scraping over the rocks and and the mountain streams are kind of white with all the dissolved minerals i mean that's that's healthy drinking water so yeah we we don't have the minerals in our drinking water we don't have it in the soil either mm-hmm. because there's no one's putting a gun to a farmer's head to put minerals back in the soil so they don't do it 
<laughs> they just, you know. It's kind of sad when you have to put a gun to the farmer's yeah, head, but yeah, I see where you're going. No law that tells them to do that. So, you know, they're just going to put some nitrogen in there, some things that make the plants look green. But there's no label on your broccoli to say how, how much minerals are in there. We've completely ignored minerals. Um, vitamin C gets a lot of play because of dear old Linus Pauling. Calcium gets a lot of play because uh, it, doctors think they have to do something for this horrible osteoporosis. But when you come to look at the research, you have to have enough magnesium in the, in the body to make the calcium work and to make the bones uh, not be completely brittle. If you just right. take calcium, 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 then you're actually going to build up calcification in, in the whole body, breast tissue calcification, yes. uh, atherosclerosis, uh, kidney stones, um, heel spurs, gall stones, fibromyalgia is worsened by this type of calcification. And, and actually the breast tissue calcification scares me the most right. because this is someone being forced to get mammograms. Uh, mm-hmm. I suppose we don't, it's not just someone, it's women. <laughs> women. <laughs> Although some men uh, well, yeah, should, right. should uh, consider the, that option. The mammogram, if it picks up calcification, they'll immediately jump to the conclusion, oh, yeah, you could have cancer. And and then they'll put pe- women, people, through the more mammograms, um, uh, biopsies, and, and they'll say, well, let's go the, for the final solution. And they'll be doing major surgery. It's horrifying. And it's, I don't know how much you've looked at into that con- condition, Adrian. DCIS, disseminated um, ductal, car- uh, ductal carcinoma in C2. Okay. And it's, um, it's a pre-cancer. It's not even a cancer. Yes. yes. So it's just, it's the possibility of, cancer. That, that's what I was going to ask you about, actually, but I didn't know the term, uh, mm-hmm. because this is what happened. Uh, if, if, this may be what happened to my mom. One of many things besides the, you know, the flu shot they gave her when she wasn't going anywhere. And uh, don't mm-hmm. get me started. But mm-hmm. um, they told her that, you know, they just kept sending her in for mammogram after mammogram after mammogram. And then they were because one my mom was a reg- registered nurse okay she knew mm-hmm. what a, an x-ray looked like she knew she, and she said yeah well they told me i have stage zero cancer i'm like ma i'm like ma we all have stage zero cancer unless we actually have cancer okay oh. <laughs> i'm like you know it's gonna be a point one at least right <laughs> if it's oh something and so um yeah so this is the big thing is is uh doctors diagnosing the stage zero which when she looked at the x-ray she said it looked like it was dust uh-huh dust and you know like just like dust got on the lens she's like it doesn't didn't look like anything yeah. uh but you know they they force her in next thing you know she's getting a mastectomy and um mm. you know a couple of years later she's dead um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was just, it was just one thing after another, like they invaded her body in so many mm-hmm. despicable ways. And um, you know, the major invasion, Adrian, is the fear that they engender mm-hmm. with that kind of attack. Yeah. And uh, it, it uh, yeah, someone close to me, um, 
they found calcification on her and, you know, heavy dairy eater, never taken a bit of magnesium in her life and um, drinking alcohol, uh, athletic, so sweating out all her magnesium. Right. So, yeah, it looked like calcification to me, but they kept trying to talk her into the fact, well, you know, we, you know, we can prevent anything if it's going to happen. And, and just the terminology they use Mm -hmm. and, you know, all along each stage of the way, you know, I sort of interpret because they, they do another mammogram and say, well, you know, it's, it's really not worse, but no, we can't show to you when they say, well, it's not worse. It means it's getting better. And they're afraid to tell you that because then they'll have to admit that they were wrong in the first place. That, you are getting rid of this calcification because I, you know, I put people on high uh, amounts of magnesium when they appear to have some sort of calcification problem. But mm-hmm. yeah, the 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 fear and terror, the um, all the interventions, and then they'll tell someone with stage zero cancer that well, now let's do some radiation chemotherapy, yeah, and then you then you can get the side effects that then lead to their early demise. It, exactly, it's quite incredible. It, it really is. So, what was your aha moment when when you recognized the vital role that magnesium plays? Mm-hmm. And that everybody else was appearing to ignore. Right. Um, well, it was in medical school. I do write about it in the Magnesium Miracle book. Um, I think it was my third year. I was rotating through OBGYN, and there was a, a, a delivery in process. And this young woman had eclampsia. Mm-hmm. And eclampsia is a condition of uh, usually the later stages of pregnancy where you've got high blood pressure, fluid retention, uh, seizures even, right. headaches, of course. What they did for this woman was put up an intravenous drip and very shortly, she was diuresing, which means she was um, passing a lot of urine. Right. So her edema was going away. Her blood pressure came down. She stopped seizuring. Mm. And, you know, I'd already been through all my prevention magazines, and I was very interested in, in uh, nutrition and health before medicine. So I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, why don't why don't we give magnesium to everybody? And then through the years, you know, I kept getting the answer, well, we have plenty of drugs for that. They just didn't <laughs> want to consider anything natural because it wasn't a drug. Right. You know, just medicine. This was uh, my training was in the mid seventies, and they were they were totally into drugs. And I thought I thought things would change. I mean, here I am, what forty odd years later, and it's gotten worse. Yeah, I I thought by now, you know, by me after medical school, I got my naturopathic training, and I thought this is the way to go. I mean, I, my practice was swamped day one. My practice was swamped Mm -hmm. because that's what people wanted. And I thought, yeah, this is, this is the way to go. But Mm -hmm. um, the, the drug companies, they, they scare doctors away from anything natural. Our whole training was so focused on drugs, biochemists, biochemically, we could see in our biochemistry classes, we could see on the slides that, 
that the, the different pathways, like my favorite is the Krebs cycle. Mm-hmm. There are eight steps in the Krebs cycle that makes energy. It makes ATP, adenosine triphosphate. Six of those eight steps require magnesium. I mean, how much more do you need to wow. know? So if someone doesn't have energy, oh, you're lacking in ATP. You you know, they go to a doctor, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm don't have, so tired, I don't sleep at night, all the magnesium deficiency symptoms, mm-hmm. and they're given Valium or Prozac or some ridiculous drug that merely strips them of more magnesium. And, you know, this is, the, the, that's so important, what you say there, right, that last uh, statement, because... This is the same thing we see with food where people don't realize that, you know, eating that popsicle or whatever isn't just not good for you. It actually removes Mm. the good stuff out of you for your body to metabolize, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and and, uh, I think it's the same thing with these drugs. Like people don't realize that your body has to use its own reserves now. Uh, whatever right. is left right to 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 metabolize this thing and and excrete it uh, mm-hmm. or store it somewhere so now right. you're 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 just adding you're just compiling the issue right <laughs> yeah oh yeah that that whole storage business is is so important i i have um what's her name natalie mcbride campbell oh uh, natasha campbell mcbride oh thank you <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> i love That's the close. way that just tripped off your tongue <laughs> well i quote her um and i haven't i haven't looked it, into it much further but she says that it takes 28 atoms of magnesium to process one molecule of glucose and it takes 56 atoms of magnesium to process one molecule of fructose so indeed when you're you're eating a high sugar diet it makes me think of uh, what we talked about earlier, Adrian, where chefs and cooks with children just try to entice them with a lot of fruit uh, mm. recipes. Well, that that fructose has to be metabolized through the liver in a much more complex way than simple table sugar even. Right. And it does require more magnesium. It does require uh, more liver function and um, the high fructose corn syrup sweeteners that are in you know a lot of the sodas now they're mm. they're causing a lot of liver dysfunction even this non-alcoholic fatty liver that mm. um, is a big epidemic right now that could be from this overuse of fructose and even in the natural um, um, nutrition communities the the vegans, the raw foodists, they entice people to to their diet by telling them that, oh, you can eat all the fruit you want. And yes. they're absolutely causing problems. Right. Right. Yeah. And and you see this. Yeah, I see this all the time. Uh, <laughs> I have a small group on Facebook and sometimes we just share some of the memes that we see out there. And then I try to shed the light, you know, where <laughs> where it goes wrong, you know, where it's ignoring the science behind all of this, because it's not it's not just a matter of calories. Um, you know, yes, there might be, you know, this particular vitamin might be in in, in abundance, but can you actually absorb it from that source, you know, that's another, that's a whole other issue, right? Yeah. Uh, so that, so a lot of times these, uh, 
this this data that people look at and say, see, look, it's less calories. I get, you know, more vitamin A. And it's like, well, that's not preformed, you know, <laughs> then you have to, you know, kind of explain why that's not that we're not comparing um, apples to apples. You know what, um, the word they're using now, I'm sure you've seen it, biohacking. Yes. This is the craziest terminology. I've started to attack biohacking. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I have have certain words that are like we're not allowed to say in my house. One is actually healthy because, you know, healthy doesn't mean anything anymore. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, the, the healthy guy up the street from me just dro- just dropped dead of a heart attack in Honolulu Airport. Oh, um, but, you know, he was healthy. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, you know, everybody's surprised because he was healthy. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, how yeah. do you define that? You know, because he used to run every day. Try again. Mm. Ah, and there you walked right into my whole thing about extreme fitness or at a certain age, especially men, you know, when they reach 50, it's like, I got to get out there and exercise. I've yes. got to undo all the crap I've done the past 50 years and I'm going to do it with running my heart out, which is what they do because they, they don't realize that they're sweating out their minerals and, and yes. causing a lot of strain. Like the heart is susceptible because the heart is one big muscle and you need magnesium to relax the heart after yes. the, the heart muscles go through a contraction, which is caused by calcium. It has to relax mm-hmm. with magnesium. If you don't have enough magnesium, then the calcium in your cells tightens up the muscle, keeps it vibrating, keeps it firing to the point that it'll just die. Right. And and yeah, I was going to bring that up earlier when you when you mentioned um, some of the different uh, uh, properties of mm. magnesium. You know, and one of the things that is it's the relax. That's what I always tell people. It's the relaxation right. um, uh, balance to your calcium intake where the calcium is, mm. is more about seizing. You're talking about the seizures that the, the yeah. woman with the preeclampsia was having. And, right. you know, and then we look at the magnesium is like, you know, that relaxing factor. So it's just the, the balance, the other side, the the. the the, the yin and yang, right? Yeah, uh, and it. you need those. But if I could just say, with biohacking, I have a blog, my September 19 blog, actually, just the other day. Biohacker is the new health nut, I say. So <laughs> I saw uh, that, 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 that yeah, headline, actually. Yeah. Biohacking rehashes what most of us know is taking personal responsibility for your health. Proving the old adage that there's nothing new under the sun. Hacking appeals to the millennials who grew grew up on computers, Mm -hmm. so they incorporate the term hacking into their own biology. And, and, you know, what it is, they say that biohacking is using all the tools, you know, all the medical tools to measure their body and measure their, you know, internal bits so that they can they can be healthy. But see, just like you said a minute ago, there's no optimum. There's no one telling us, you know, what healthy means and what we can't even find a good measurement for magnesium. So that means medicine does not measure magnesium. It uses a very um, archaic serum magnesium test that only measures 1% of the total body magnesium. So it's useless. So you've got these what I say, very bright, very sick, and very motivated people trying to find answers. But what they're, you know, missing is huge pieces of the puzzle because they don't know what to measure, what's optimum. Because anytime you get a blood test, 
they'll give you a range and you think, well, that's kind of a healthy range. You know, I want to be in the middle, but the, what the range is for blood tests is a range of the sick people that are coming in for tests. Right. And there's nothing optimum about it. And it's really scary. And then you've got these, you know, biohackers, you know, they're, they're trying to transform the human condition, uh, you know, the, all this terminology, and it's really just taking care of your health. I, I even found this guide to biohacking at supplementpolice.com, <laughs> and they give seven steps. Listen to this. You'll laugh. One, improve your posture. You know, like biohack your right. posture. Two, improve your nutrition. Three, be one with nature. Four, change your perspective. Five, use music for biohacking. Six, hack your flow, which is, means to me staying, going with the flow. Okay. And then they have implementing biohacking tips like uh, – now they're saying taking uh, nootrophic supplements. Now they're they'll go for what they say smart drugs or cognitive enhancers, mm-hmm. and so they'll just as easily grab a drug as they will a supplement because right. drugs are so much a part of our society. Yeah. you know you've got these ADHD bright bright kids who are who've been taking uh, Ritalin since they you know were five years old. So they will turn to a drug even before they'll turn to a supplement. But anyway, it's quite fascinating. They're just changing the terminology. Right. And the my issue with uh, the term biohacking is it seems it comes across just the way it sounds uh, as trying to outsmart the body. <sighs> Perfect. Yes. You know, it's it's yeah. not it's there's something very disingenuous Mm-hmm. about the term itself mm-hmm. um that just it, i guess it just it's just a continuation of a lot of this stuff you know really like you said just going down that same road that the drug companies take right where mm-hmm. they're you know like oh well you know your body's too stupid to know when to <laughs> stop making cholesterol so we got to tell it to stop <laughs> making cholesterol you know uh-huh. because that's wrong your body's trying to kill you didn't you know that yeah, you sound just like me. That's exactly what I say. I say the body's brilliant, and it's trying to tell you something when it gives you a symptom, and you're you're too stupid to recognize it. <laughs> and you know this business about having symptoms, and you're too stupid to to realize that you may just be different, in, um, deficient in magnesium, something like that. And, you know, we shouldn't say people are stupid. It's just I know what you're saying. Your, you, the education from medicine and, and from just from public school it does not cover your body. Right. And, yeah, maybe you have to biohack the information, but you got to know that the, you know, the tools aren't there and the, the science really isn't uh, in your favor. Science has been bought out by the drug companies. And Thank you for not, saying that. Yeah, it's not giving you an, enough information about nutrition or your own body. Right. Well, you know, when, when I have I have some friends, you know, the, you meet people on the Internet, Facebook, whatever, and they're all about science. And I'm doing the air quotes. Oh. Uh, and <laughs> it's like, well, you know, GMOs, everything's been a GMO since the beginning of time. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you are 
being an ass now because <laughs> so you, you and I both know that's not what we're talking about. Just yeah. because Bill, Bill Nye, the science guy, and that black guy from Cosmos <laughs> said uh -huh. that it's okay after they got paid or whatever, you know, they went away for a while and then they came back and said it was okay now, doesn't mean yeah. that we want all of our food, you know, GMO because again, the science isn't there to show all, all the claims that are being made for the GMOs, right? The claims that they're, that they produce more and they're more reliable and whatever. Uh, the, the, the people on the ground dealing with this stuff are saying, no, this is not true. You know, oh so. yeah. And when you look at the European studies, um, uh, that aren't biased, uh, that just plain studies that don't come from the industry, they absolutely show the the poor digestibility of the GMO foods, and it's really harming the, uh, the animals in the animal studies. It's it's really scary stuff. Right. So yeah. speaking of studies, tell us about the magnesium studies, because in, in your book, you're saying that everyone but here is studying magnesium. Is that the truth? <laughs> well, they've studied it here too, Adrian, but they don't, the doctors don't read the studies. I mean, it's just totally ignored. In medical school, we were told if you don't learn it in medicine, it doesn't exist and it's not important. So since we were never told about any nutrients in medical school, then they aren't important. It, that's it. Case closed. But you've got studies, for example, the Burton and Bella Altura, mm -hmm. uh, they are two PhD magnesium researchers, and they, they were sweet enough, wonderful enough to forward my Magnesium Miracle book. And they'd never done that before. They'd never got involved with sort of um, uh, the public. They were always in their ivory tower. But by the time I came along, they said, look, we're not getting anywhere We've written and, and researched or whatever, produced over a thousand magnesium studies, Whoa. they said, in America. And, and it's like nobody has listened. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And in, in my Magnesium Miracle book, I have 600 medical references. The, the review articles uh, that have been coming out lately about magnesium, because people are starting to to wake at, uh, wake up about it. I say it's because I've been uh, so talkative about magnesium everywhere. Magnesium is it has um, become bigger news, but anyway, in the reviews, I mean, you one of the reviews has six hundred and twenty five references in in this one paper mm. uh, showing the importance of magnesium, the, the many side effects of magnesium deficiency. And although the FDA doesn't like us to say it, you know, the many conditions that if you took magnesium, you wouldn't develop these disease conditions. But the FDA just wants you to say, well, it's a disease condition. Once it's a disease condition, it can only be treated by a drug. Right, right. Yeah. So, could you tell us, actually, there's another question I want to ask, but could you tell us some of the common complaints maybe that people have that could be benefited possibly by, mm. you know, without getting in trouble with the FDA, uh, by magnesium <laughs> supplementation? Well, um, we know preeclampsia. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah. Preeclampsia. I mean, as long as I don't say you can use magnesium to treat them, right. then I can mention the conditions. And actually, I, 
I've listed 65 <laughs> conditions in the book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I acid, saw that list. <laughs> mm-hmm, acid reflux, and that's from spasming muscle spasming of the lower esophageal sphincter. That makes sense. So any muscle that can spasm, uh, it, it can spasm if you have magnesium deficiency. Adrenal fatigue, fatigue because uh, when you're under stress, you 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 know do the fight or flight dance. And magnesium, magnesium, vitamin C, and the B vitamins are necessary to support the adrenals. Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease, you can get neuroinflammation. Magnesium mm. is, is uh, anti-inflammatory. And also magnesium um, blocks heavy metal uh, heavy metals from depositing in the brain. There's angina, which is the muscle spasms of the heart, anxiety and panic attacks. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me, the number of people that have reported to me that, you know, they're, they were in athletics. I mean, I get NFL football players who say they, they just break out in a sweat and and panic attacks and Mm -hmm. have heart palpitations and they don't know what it is. And um, those are symptoms of magnesium deficiency. Arthritis because of the calcification in the joints. Asthma is interesting because that magnesium um, actually is an antihistamine. It helps produce uh, uh, antihistamines right. in the body. <laughs> and uh, when you're low magnesium, the bronchial muscles can go into spasm. And there's your asthma attack. Right. Atherosclerosis, um, partly that's calcium depositing with the cholesterol. And cholesterol is not the bad guy in atherosclerosis, really. It's calcium. Right, right. Bowel disease, you know, if you have uh, constipation from slow bowel peristalsis, that's because the muscles aren't, you know, they're kind of in constant spasm and they're not Mm. moving properly. You've got uh, teeth grinding. You've got even cholesterol elevation. Mm-hmm. Uh, with cholesterol, the um, enzymatic process that creates cholesterol depends on magnesium. Mm-hmm. So if your mag if your cholesterol is high, then the magnesium is withheld uh, so that you don't make more cholesterol. But when you look at the cholesterol drugs, they paralyze that enzyme system so that it's just you just quit making cholesterol. <laughs> So it's it's interesting. So magnesium, maybe I shouldn't say, is a natural statin. (laughs) Uh (laughs) We'll we'll bleep over that or something. Just joking. (laughs) No, but it's 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 kind of it's incredibly (laughs) it's incredibly (laughs) disturbing though that you can't say these things, you know, just as an opinion um, or as an experience more directly. Uh, (laughs) Chronic fatigue syndrome, we already talked about the energy molecules, Um, even bladder, you know, a lot of bladder spasms are misinterpreted Mm. as um, urinary frequency and bladder infection. Right. So if there's calcification uh, around the urethra, that can uh, cause bladder infections and and magnesium does dissolve calcification right there's depression because of the involvement of serotonin and what magnesium does with serotonin there's uh, the ability to detoxify it the magnesium is important in the liver p450 detoxification pathways 
diabetes. Now, here's something. Even in the medical books, it says one of the signs of of diabetes is magnesium deficiency. Hmm. Yep. Uh, headaches, oh, headaches, the, the yeah. muscle tension right. and spasm, and even migraine headaches. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. There are home, there's a doctor um, in New York, and one of his papers was, uh, if you don't treat migraines with magnesium, you're missing the boat. You know, something really blatant with right. the title, his last paper. Well, you um, know, New Yorkers... <laughs> Yeah, we don't hold back. Don't. <laughs> not, not exactly subtle people, are we? Right. And we did mention about the heart heart disease, you know, yeah. where the heart can go into such spasm, it can create a heart attack. High blood pressure, if the muscles um, surrounding the blood vessels, the smooth muscles, if they're deficient in magnesium, they'll go into spasm and squirt your blood pressure up. I mean, that's so... Simple. And, you know, the scenario that I see is people are under major stress. They've had some, you know, uh, home conflict or horrible thing happen. They go to the doctor for whatever reason, maybe even just an annual checkup, and their blood pressure is elevated from the stress. Nobody asks them, oh, are you under stress at home? Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, look, your blood pressure has been you know, climbing a little higher each appointment. It's time we put you on a blood pressure medication. Right. Here's your diuretic. And a diuretic will drain, supposedly takes fluid out of your body to take the pressure off off your your heart so that you won't have high blood pressure. It's incredible. They they are dehydrating people. Right. And, and but then you got to drink. I remember my mom was on diuretics for ages and she was, um, you know, oh, you got to drink. I have to drink more water because I'm on this diuretic. It's like, well, what? You're on the diuretic. Oh, <laughs> Just make up funny. your mind. <laughs> actually i have i have a question about energy you talked about um the krebs cycle and um six of the eight stages require magnesium right uh i'm going in two different places with this the first question that i have is 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 magnesium the the most universally required throughout the Krebs cycle you know what i'm saying so in other words is just as much calcium needed or or you know Mm -hmm. in the same stages you know just as many stages of it uh or whatever other you know uh, mineral or or vitamin or um substance uh you know so as far as that goes but the other thing is i i'm wondering if some people might be a little bit confused because on the one hand we're saying this is the the relaxation mineral right so so when you know things are relaxing but it's giving me energy at the same time i know it's awesome right it's incredible okay here's some um the answer to both things perhaps um uh, the uh body requires magnesium to activate between 700 and 800 enzyme systems in the body wow so it is the most prevalent. The next highest, I think, is is uh, zinc at about 180. So we're wow. So it's like is, that's, even at that is lagging. <laughs> we're in the stratosphere. Whoa. It's huge. And um, in terms of what other nutrients are in the Krebs cycle, I brought up my slide where I found the the little MGs all over the place, mm-hmm. and um, you know 
I don't see any other minerals there, but I mean, that is a very good question. But, you know, certainly there's no calcium involved in this. Right. Uh, but, I, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I think the fact that magnesium is required 700, 800 times, you know, yeah. compared to, I think calcium is only down in a few dozen um enzyme processes. Right, right. Yeah, I just I just wanted to kind of get a scope mm-hmm. of that. Sure. Uh, because, you know, th- I think it's, you know, sometimes we say like, oh, it's, you know, required that much. But mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't downplay it by any stretch of the imagination. If it's second in line, like, you know, zinc, we know is incredibly important uh, for, you know, the, the processes in which it's, it's needed. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just wanted to kind of get a, a comparison on that. All right. Yeah, I'm Googling it right now. So keep, keep talking. <laughs> Dr. Google. <laughs> so, um, uh-huh. y- you know, you, you mentioned something really uh, funny in the in the book. And uh, when we had Ken Moorhead, who's a, a doctor of ori- oriental medicine on the show, he said he he and I actually talked about going to Cuba to do some studies because he's been doing some work with um, breast cancer and breast con- conditions using acupuncture. And um you have a quote for, or, or something that Dr. Seeley used to say, which is America suffers from not invented here syndrome. And that's exactly what he was saying was that unless studies are performed here, um, or, you know, somehow it benefits the drug companies, it doesn't exist. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, we don't, we don't look at the, you know, all those studies you talked about in Europe where mm-hmm. these are like all independent studies. They're not paid for by drug companies. We can't pay attention to them because they were done in Europe. We don't know what kind of criterion they're using in Europe. So we are going to ignore that. <laughs> uh-huh. And actually, the not invented here, because uh, around the topic uh, of breast cancer, I've been uh, studying over the years something called German New Medicine or Total Biology. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've, I've heard the term. I haven't looked into it. Right. So Total Biology is what I I got through France and through Montreal, Canada, because, well, I used to be a Canadian. I'm an American now. I thought as much. <laughs> Just the so, way she says about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, what was I going to do? I, I'm here in uh, in America with a company, and and uh, you know, dear Mr. Trump, is he going to let Canadians stay? So I thought, well, I'll just get my American citizenship. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good for you because I just had a friend deported back to England. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 But still, you know, I appreciate Trump uh, trying to you know, drain the swamp and <laughs> and allow us business people to to not uh, support all the social welfare systems. So uh, that being said, this whole business of total biology is the conflict basis of disease so that when um, the mind has such a conflict that it feels it, it um, has no solution the mind mm-hmm. will actually put symptoms in the body to try to solve the, the problem, solve the conflict, and take the pressure off the mm. brain. This is, this is Louise Hay on steroids. Right. So you've got a woman whose child is in intensive care and may die. Well, her breast is going to start de- trying to develop more milk ducts so she can make milk to try to help, you know, nurture the baby, right. nurture. 
And that um, stimulation then is misinterpreted by doctors as a, quote, breast cancer. Oh, yeah. And it's incredible how much that has played out. I've, you know, my um, total biology teacher, he's, um, he's uh, consulted with dozens of breast cancer women. And when they, when they realize it could be a conflict and they, they sort out the conflict or even just recognize the conflict, the breast tissue starts normalizing. Hmm. And he's had women who've just, you know, they've healed, their mammogram is normal now. He's had women who've said, well, I'm just going to go through the biopsy or the surgery anyway because I'm scared. Right. They'll say the breast cancer is gone. Hmm. So it it really helped me sort of realize that cancer was something that we were quoting control of. It's yeah. not something that drops out of the clear blue sky and we're all you know, susceptible, you know, it's, it's really back to our genius body trying to help us out here. And then right. we misinterpret it. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the messages that we send ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I, on Maui, you guys have this blue, blue zones initiative. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I'm not a fan of when it comes to <laughs> blue zones, but one thing that I do like about it um is the focus on community and sense of purpose uh because mm-hmm. we've seen this over and over again um that you know regardless of of what a society eats when people have a certain amount of security and connectedness to their environment they mm-hmm. tend to live longer mm-hmm. of course you know of so course. um and that's that's one of the things that I do actually appreciate about uh what they're you know trying to uh, inform people about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So how does, uh, you talked also about adrenal health and I've studied a lot on adrenal health. I've helped people with, you know, adrenal symptoms and definitely, uh, uh, magnesium has played a role, but not <laughs> as much of a focus as your, say, salts and your vitamin C. I mean, we know that real sea salt is high in magnesium, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, you know, some of those other nutrients, like we, you know, the, all of the literature, you know, Dr. Rind, who you quote in your book, you know, I've attended his lectures and talked to mm-hmm. him. Uh, Dr. Wilson, you know, another mm-hmm. adrenal expert. You know, he had, magnesium doesn't really show up as I a know. key. In adrenal health. And this is the first time, reading your book is the first time that I've seen it like really front and center as as a requirement. And, and, you know, how does it get get, uh, taxed? Right. Well, I see it clinically when people start saturating with magnesium, you know, their anxiety and their panic attacks, their, you know, surges of adrenaline, they dissipate, they're able to sleep deeper so they heal deeper and they the next day they have more energy so there's a clinical application but where i uh, approach the adrenal glands from is from the triad of the three major sets of hormones the thyroid the adrenals and the sex hormones right and what i see happening is when any one of those sets of hormones is is weakened or affected the other two have to come in and try to to you know make up and um, help out and then they end up getting drained 
So when you look at the hormones, you don't just focus on, oh, we've got to support the adrenal glands, that's the most important, and ignore everything else. Well, no, that's going to cause the, the, the tripod to tip even at, at an even more alarming rate. So when I work with, uh, with balancing folks, I just say, look, you need all the minerals. That's it. Nine minerals are required to support the thyroid. Mm-hmm. It's not just iodine. Right. It's not just the iodine and selenium. Nine exactly. minerals, including magnesium. So that's where the all the trace minerals do come in. The uh, sex hormones. Women will tell me when they're going through menopause that when they start saturating with magnesium most of their menopause symptoms go away. Now, what's going on there? Well, we don't know exactly. We can't prove it scientifically. But if you think of the 700 to 800 different enzyme processes, um, finally having enough magnesium to do their work right, then perhaps they are working with your estrogen and your progesterone and being a natural diuretic and helping to to solubilize your excess calcium and making your vitamin D work. I mean, that's a whole other, whole other scandal <laughs> that I'm concerned about is, you know, once they started doing the study showing that, oh, whoops, too much calcium is actually causing heart disease in women, mm-hmm. they moved to vitamin D and are giving people 50,000 units a week right. where, you know, they may be able to put up with one or 2,000. What happens when you take um, a supplement of vitamin D, it's in its non-active state. To activate vitamin D, you need magnesium. Mm, Yeah, we don't really talk about, we've talked about cholesterol a lot, but not, um, uh, yeah, not not magnesium. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cholesterol, I mean, that's, that's just a marketing um, scandal itself. When I was in med school, the average um, milligrams of 145, and now they're trying to get people down to 180. And what it's doing is, you know, sucking the fat out of their brain cells yeah. so that, you know, you just, your mind goes, you know, you just don't have any more memory when you're on statins. And, and also um, several of the statins are fluoride drugs. So yeah. that's another scandal because they started using fluoride in these drug compounds so that the drug would um, get through the blood brain barrier, right. through the fatty membranes because uh, fluoride uh, is soluble in fat. So mm. They created these these huge, uh, terrifying drugs, and and they say to us, well, you know, in in um, vitro, which means not in the body, in the test tube, when you put these drugs um, uh, in test tube, they don't break down, and the mm-hmm. fluoride is not released. Right. Well, you put that drug in an intestinal environment with you know a few billion micro, you know, probiotics and, and um, organisms, you're going to break that drug down. Right. And then that fluor, um, fluoride molecule is going to bind with magnesium, make an insoluble um, compound, magnesium fluoride, which um, deposits in bones, tendons, and muscles, and is very brittle. Mm. And that, to me, is why the fluoride drug Cipro causes tendon rupture 
because it deposits these fluoride compounds. And, and no one's talking about that. Wow. You know, you're reminding me uh, that in Europe, if you don't get just straight up, you know, Celtic sea salt or, or, you know, whatever, Italian Riviera sea salt, <laughs> you're, <laughs> uh, you know, just, you know, the, the, the equivalent of Morton salt basically over there has, is um, fortified with magnesium fluoride. <gasps> Ooh, I magnesium s- fluoride, you're kidding. I saw that. Um, I was in France. Oh. I, I remember, I can like picture it exactly where I was. I was in central France and I was staying in a place and, you know, whoever was renting the place before me was, you know, it had a kitchen in there and they were using uh, just regular old table salt. And I looked at it and it said magnesium fluoride on it. It's an ingredient. Wow. So they're, they're, I want to say that it was, I'm trying to remember now what the deal was when it came to, you know, calcium versus magnesium, um, mm. as oh. far as, you know, being in toothpaste or whatever, but I do remember seeing magnesium fluoride in there. So mm-hmm. mm. it'll be interesting to, to see, uh, what you're talking about, uh, brittle bones, mm-hmm. uh, you know, incidents, uh, how that's affected now in Europe mm-hmm. as a result of that. Mm. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, more scandals, more yeah, scandals. Seriously. And I, you know, I'd like to think generally that Europe has taken uh, a more responsible path to adding things to their food you know (laughs) they've bounced gmos and um people who've traveled to europe i know i'm able to eat bread and pizza i'm able to eat wheat over there that i can't eat in america supposedly because it's not so hybridized and doesn't have so much gluten i i really don't or doesn't have the preservatives or well there's there's another scandal on that while we're on the topic of scandals (laughs) there's another scandal which is that in the drying process of wheat over here they're spraying it with roundup because it accelerates drying oh my yeah Oh, oh no! I'm just gonna excuse me while I vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but if you ever want to go to France with me, I, I have yeah. there's there's a lovely bakery in Lyon. I haven't been there myself, but he gets all of his his organically grown grain from a small department of France near his shop, uh, oh. with about thirty growers who raise exclusively for him. So if you ever want to have the real <laughs> French boulangerie experience, let's do it, girl. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Love to. I can see us now. We'd be yak, 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 Oh, yeah. Yak. We close the place down. <laughs> <laughs> this concludes part one of our interview with Dr. Carolyn Dean. Tune in next time for part two, where Dr. Dean explains the downsides of supplementation and why she created a unique magnesium supplement that removes the issues typically experienced at therapeutic doses. That's next week on the Nutrition Heretic Podcast. The Nutrition Heretic Podcast is a production of Savor the Journey, LLC. Our audio editor is Nikola Popovich. Our podcast manager is Crystal McLean. And our operations manager is Michelle Med. I'm your host, Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. You can find us at the new and improved nutritionheretic.com, where you can download the Nutrition Heretic's free shit list of seven health foods to avoid like the plague. You can also listen to previous episodes at nutritionheretic.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to like us on social media for updates. Our Facebook page is 
facebook.com slash nutritionheretic and on Twitter at NutriHeretic. Contact us with show ideas, questions, or if you want to be a guest. And don't forget to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. 